Hey, welcome back to another episode of Balls Up, Pedestrian TV's number one AFL podcast, where we might not know everything, but God, do we love the game. <laughs> I'm Courtney, an Essendon supporter for at least the last 27 years, and that's Josie, a GWS member who somehow always finds her way into ladies' lunch every year. Hello. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's me guilty as charged. Although, I was actually thinking about this. Yeah. I don't think I'll go this year. <gasps> Because, as you know, my in is my best mate is the wife of the media manager, and yes. she's basically going to be giving birth, like on ladies' <laughs> lunch day. <laughs> so he probably won't be there. Yeah, she probably won't be there. Then you won't have anyone to go with. I won't have anyone to go with. But anyway, um, yes, footy, footy. It's I the watched second, some uh, of it. La- second last round of the home and away season. It's so it spicy. just happened. And it was, yeah, it was red hot. Mm, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely getting to the crux of everything. That final eight is uh, finally being kind of locked in now. Mm. Well, I know that my, you know, my team's pretty much done for the year. So, um, you know. Are they done? Is it confirmed? I mean, we're still yeah. 11th. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we beat, beat Port this week, I feel like we'd have to beat them by a lot. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's and are done. We're done. It's fine. I have um, accepted it. And North... And North. Yeah. Yeah. Look, valiant efforts by both teams, I Thank would say. you. <laughs> Dole, you tried. Dole, you tried. <laughs> Our inaugural award. For the people who end up in the middle of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's have a chat about all those crucial moments from round 22. I mean, we, sure, we saw a shitload of fines. Mm. Like an excessive amount like of fines. making it rain over at the tribunal. Yeah. A uh, heap of injuries like right before finals as well. Not good. Um, and kind of the first dominoes falling in the game of delisting and retirements. Yeah, you can see that beginning. like Game of Thrones the red kind wedding vibe. The red like, wedding begins. Who do we need to get rid of so we can get this person? And it's all yeah. getting a bit cutthroat. Yeah, the uh, the clocks are starting to tick. And yeah, the cogs are turning. Yeah, uh, let's get into it, shall we? So round twenty two mm. is what we're the at. The penultimate round. The penultimate. I like that word. I realised that. I meant best and fairest, not ladies' lunch. The best and fairest oh. is in October, and that's when my oh, friend is due to give birth. But yeah, hopefully she'll be right as rain for the ladies' lunch next year. Yeah, I was going to say, ne- yeah, ladies' but lunch best is like- and fairest is more fun because it's nighttime and people are boozed and he's his up. <laughs> And I'm doing like I'm shaking my boobs. Just just so everyone knows, uh, Josie is (laughs) shimmying in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) best in Paris. Okay, oh yeah, because everyone's like, yeah, it's the end end of season, so everyone gets on the piss. It's way more zesty. It's much yes, absolutely, it would be. Um, So let's have a little bit of chat about like we're not going to go through every game, but let's talk about some big, uh, big things that happened. My. So the fa- my favourite thing from the Richmond Essendon game on Friday night, apart from the fact that, well, no, that's not my favourite thing. I was going to say, apart from the fact that we lost, oh, that's not my favourite thing. Number one favourite thing. Um, was the big kissy between Ryan Garthwaite and Sean Greek. Oh, it was amazing. Just, he looked alarming. He didn't come off for a while I either. know. I was like, <laughs> it's a blood rule, clearly. Yeah, it was like gushing down his face. So it's what more happened? More blood than skin. <laughs> What happened, if you guys, uh, if anyone missed it, um, was that uh, both Ryan Garthwaite and Sean Grigg were coming in to try and tackle uh, Mitch Brown, our favourite boy. Our boy. And Mitch kind of like ended up on the floor with the ball. <laughs> and Garthwaite and Grigg just kind of like smashed faces. Mm. Like they didn't even try and brace mm. themselves off each other. It was nah. just like no arms, all face. <laughs> just, just. 
Bang. Uh, Grig came out fine, um, but Garthwaite ended up looking like he was the, the male protagonist from a slasher film by the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he cracked the top, top of his head open um, and just ended up with blood all over him. Yeah, But yeah, like nice. you said, he didn't really he come off. He was around for a little while. He just like, was a little bit mate. dazed. <laughs> Someone sent this guy off. It's disgusting. Um, it looked a new, badass, it though. Did, it like, did. Uh, he got a new jumper and got to come back on. One for the ages. It was great. It's There's some very good shots of that. Mm. Uh, my second point here just says, Frio, what the fuck went wrong? Speaking of a bloodbath. Jesus. <laughs> what was that? It was like Actually, a 120, what was that? 100 point win or something. 133, I believe. Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck happened? afterwards of them coming into the... To the sheds and Nat Five. Look, he was shaking his head. He looked so salty. It was his first game it was his back. First game back. Yeah, it's just it's like, like they've actually won a few why the big fuck games bother? while he's been gone. Yeah. And you know what? We both tipped Frio. We did. <laughs> we were like, Nat Five's back, and someone else was back. Someone else good was back, and it was yeah. just really like, hooray! Yeah, for Michael Frio. Walters maybe. And then they just fell straight on their oh, asses. Oh my god, they made us look like fools. How? Dare you? And, like it was hailing at that game. To be fair, yeah, that's right. It hailed, didn't but it? And it got real Geelong slippery. Geelong managed to score twenty thousand points. Yeah. So there's no excuse. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. Even there bloody some... Ablett got on the board with a goal. Yeah. There's some footage on one of the dad shows of the hail and Patrick Dangerfield on the sideline. And yeah. The commentator was like. Oh, yeah, they don't want their prize pig to get hailed on. So they're just keeping him under the shelter. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't want hail on my beautiful face. My perfect hair. My perfect tax accountant hair. Yeah, I reckon that's what he'll go into after footy. 100%. Uh, Giants losing Phil Davis no. and Ryan Griffin. I'm so sorry about this. We can talk a little bit about it more um, in our injuries list. No, did we talk about that? No, I didn't have that. Anyway. Um. Yeah, Phil Davis and Ryan Griffin. Apart from all, uh, among all the injuries that happened on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, happened during the Sydney Derby. Uh, Phil might be back for D's this week, though. I saw today. Yeah, they both probably will be. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, you're fine then. But it's um, <laughs> no, it's just like the the crisis. There's mm. such an injury crisis from basically round one, like pre-season, because <laughs> Zach. Williams did his Achilles yeah. preseason, and yeah. it's just and Toby Green hurt himself preseason. So it's like just been this knock-on effect of like trying to find people to fill in. I think they have, and a lot of young people have stood up and been amazing. Like Harry Himmelberg and mm. Zaki Langdon and Aiden Bonner, and people have come in and really stepped up. But then I think the Tetris game was too hard, while the games actually going yeah. when it's Phil Davis and he's Shaw's out for the season yeah. and Sam Taylor from defence is off yeah, and Aiden Core. It was like, like oh uh. what do we what do we do here? And they couldn't scramble. Mm. And that's when Buddy scored four goals. Because there was basically no one on him. Yeah. Phil and like, Phil wow. and him always have a good duel. So Yeah, yeah, they're always a really Buddy actually good injured himself in like the last exactly. minute of the so, game. I don't know if I don't know if he'll be playing. He'll be playing. He's a bit touch and they go, might, they like, reckon. Yeah. But, like, with the Giants, it's like we go, yes, okay, like, Josh Kelly's coming back and a lot of other people have, like, a weak mm. estimate, like Toby Green, Brett Delidio, mm. like, huge players. But then it's like we kind of relax and then 
you know, someone else gets knocked out or it's just they're very physical or something. I just they throw themselves into yeah. every single contest and it's just like, guys, Calm please down. stop hurting yourself. <laughs> Jeremy Cameron actually, which I didn't rewatch the game because I was scarred by it. <laughs> hate the swans, hate when they beat us. But we were at the bar and there was a TV on in the members bar. Yeah. And you could see the game hadn't even started. Jeremy Cameron was bent over wincing. And we were like, what's happening? What's happening? The bartender's like, can I help you? We're like, shh, shh, Jess is, <laughs> Jess is injured. And we got back and someone said he rolled his ankle or something before the game. What, running out onto the field? Just in the warm-up. Oh, God. So it was like <laughs> he wasn't very present in the game either. Yeah. Like, because we clocked he it on the TV. We were watching him and he was – there was one point where he was like, don't throw it to me. You could see him going, "Yeah, wow. I don't want the ball. Wow, and that no one's really touched on it. So mm. I'm like, please tell me it's something minor and he's okay. But yeah, it's just, just like a bit of soreness or they're something. They're just like domino effect over there. Yeah. And as a fan, it's so hard to watch that. It's just like <laughs> we were top four, and now, now what are we? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> What's the point? I don't want to get excited like about being finals because oh, it's like dear. everyone will just die. Yes, um, we'll talk a little bit about injuries in a sec. Uh, we also had some close games with games with Lions and Suns. Yeah, Ended that up being cute quite clash spicy. was spice. spicy. Did you see Dane Zorko afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> Giving him a spray. Yeah, but they shook hands. Which is no, it was sarcastic. Oh, he was like, "Yeah, yeah mate, like, yeah, yeah, mate, I'll well shake, shake your hand." It was but like you could see that they were like right in each other's it was faces. Like, yeah, a few people on the dad show were talking about how he'd probably be quite embarrassed by that. He is the captain. He did come out and say, like, yeah, he yeah that, be, was, that was not great behaviour. He shouldn't be doing that. Like, again, kids are watching. Don't. Very funny, though. Mm. <laughs> um, and then St Kilda and Hawks was quite a close one, too. Oh, my God. And for me watching, I wanted the Hawks to lose so that we could retain our spot on the ladder. <laughs> I was like, come on, Richo, get those Saints going. Yeah. But that was sad. Oh, well. I mean, like, Hawks have got uh, Sydney this week in Sydney. So that is going to be a spice fest, which we'll talk about later. Um, Injuries. Really, like, as we said, like, really rife uh, late in the season. Mm -hmm. So let me just list off the people that are injured. Mm. Some of them are injured for the season and some of them are on test Mm. uh, to come back for round 23. So there's James Frawley from Hawks, Ryan Griffin and Phil Davis from GWS, Jack Watts from Port, Jack Darling from West Coast, Marcus Bontempelli from the Dogs, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody from Essendon, Tom Doty from um, Adelaide, Will Walker from North Melbourne, Paddy Cripps from Carlton, Alex Witherden from Brisbane, <laughs> Jaron Keery and Jack Stevens from St Kilda. Yeah, it's a lot. There's just no, there's no one playing the game. There's no one. <laughs> I'm running out for GWS yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be going um, out for Essendon on Friday afternoon. Yeah, so I'm a bit nervous about playing on the big <laughs> stage. It's, no, it's, do you think... Oh, it has to do with the fact that they've been playing for 22. Maybe. Like, I mean, it's a long season. I know long they're season. fit, but, yeah, a lot of – there is, you know, people always like, how can we change the game, etc. Some people are saying it should be a shorter, a shorter season. season just because of the, the what happens of to that's happening, yeah. these guys' bodies by the end of it. They're just well, yeah, like I mean, like it's, it's like, like hard trauma every weekend. Every week. <laughs> that's just – oh, my God. I can't even imagine taking one mark, right, and landing on the ground. Yeah. That would hurt. Let me tell you. Everything in my that body. one game that I played on the weekend, mm. I am still so sore from mm. it. <laughs> Whereas these guys are taking, you know, countless marks, if they're good, a game and yeah. laying countless tackles. Yeah. And, uh, 
training all week. Like exactly. when Tomo, Adam Tomlinson was here, he told us they get like one day off. Like it's, <laughs> it's intense. Oh, so by the end of it, their it bodies are just so like, sore just thinking about it. So yeah, maybe that that is the option to kind of like curb the amount of mm. injury is to make it a shorter season. I don't know. Oh heaven forbid we do that though. I don't want a shorter season. I want a longer season. I don't I want know what to, to do with myself year. between the end of September and March. I mean, you could watch the women's. Yeah, but that only goes for like yeah, what? True. Did like they shorten seconds. it? Five. Five seconds. I think they've, yeah, they've shortened it from eight seconds to five seconds. And when does it start, Feb? I think so, Feb, yeah. So there's so, still October till Feb, and I don't like cricket. So what do I do? <laughs> I need a hobby. <laughs> oh, God. So as we said before, there is a little bit of club movement happening already. Mm. People not being offered contracts. So old mate, literally old mate, uh, Brendan Goddard oh, from... Dear. From your team, Essendon, From my boys. Uh, they announced that they haven't offered him any more time. No, no, no more seasons. A good, good innings. It was about, I think, like six, six, six years and about one hundred and thirty games. Um, and so he hasn't been uh, renewed his contract for next year. Which, I mean, at first I was like, oh, thank God, because like his form hasn't been great. Mm. I mean, his possessions, like he's averaging at about, you know. Burping over there. <laughs> I burped into the microphone. It surprised me. <laughs> averaging, uh, averaging out at about uh, twenty or so possessions a game, which isn't too bad. But then, like when he makes those errors, they're mm-hmm. like big errors, mm. and it's like game costing errors. And mm-hmm. it's like from someone who's played such an over crank about it. Games, yeah. Like you probably shouldn't be making those errors. Yeah. Um, but he did a, uh, his kind of speech to the boys yesterday and he got really emotional. Mm, he was really emotional. He like emotional. took up a box of tissues yeah. and he was like, you know, like made a joke of it at first and then like literally started to talk and just cried. Yeah. And everyone was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think it's just because he's like a, a guy that like football is his life. Yes. And it's all he's ever known. Mm. And it's all he's known for like the last 10, 15 years. So. Yeah. But he's my age. Yeah. You'd think mentally he'd be starting to. Even when we were talking to Dusty, he was mm. like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards. Like, he yeah. almost is a bit anxious about that thought. Yeah, and he's yeah, in yeah. the prime of his career. Yeah. So you'd think by 30, and Jack Rewalt was saying this on AFL 360 last night, and he's turning 30, I think. Mm. He was like, yeah, you do start to Weigh wonder, like, you know, if you're he He would have mentally had a compartment of his brain would have been expecting it. A lot yeah. of people like, he was shocked. He can't have been that shocked. He's yeah. 32 years old. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many young guns at Essendon. Exactly. Well, we're seeing Aaron Francis like really coming into his own after he came back. Yeah. Um, from his slight sojourn. Uh, so, yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah. It's a new era for the club and for the yeah. back, back line that's about to launch into. So that's really exciting. Mm. Uh, we've got a couple of retirements happening. So Jared Waite from the Kangaroos and Alex Silvani from Carlton have mm. both announced their retirement. So Jared Waite's a bit of a shock one because mm. that was on his That was on his terms, terms yeah. Um, he's just – he's one of those people that's unlucky with injury. But he, when he's good, he's so good. Like he's still so good. He's kind of that – Yeah. Brett Delidio, Heath Shaw, like, yeah, they're in their 30s, but – 
it's still so amazing. He's like that. But he made that call to yeah. not come back, which is sad. He's really great. It is sad. And Alex Silvani, I mean, he's got the legacy, the family legacy. That name is so famous. Yeah. Maybe Jack Silvani will maybe <laughs> finally find his little feet. <laughs> and is he his cousin? The cousins, I, I think. I think they're cousins, yeah. It's the same as uh, Jack and Negri. Well, yeah. Cousins. Um, but again, I think it's good for Carlton to be refreshing, their refreshing side. a bit more, especially after their performance this year. Yeah, God. I think a lot of these teams, um, you know, people are like, oh, you know, maybe BJ should go to Gold Coast because they need older influence. No. That's not what they need. They need that mid-range yeah. player like a Dylan Shield. There's a yeah. lot of talk about um, Dylan going from GWS to Carlton or Essendon or. Hawthorne, I think Cut they're the three us. clubs that are talking about God, him. Could you imagine Dylan Sheel in red and black? Oh, he would look, he would he look would frightening because so he's already good. quite military looking <laughs> yeah. in the way that he moves in his it's hair like, and his way. He does have a haircut that you can set your watch to. Yeah, too. I love love dildo. That's what we <laughs> scream out during the game. There's a little boy that sits in front of us, and I'm always like, "Sorry," to his parents. They're like, "Ah, oh, he doesn't know what a dildo is. It's fine." <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> um, you know. But he's that kind of mid twenties, really yeah. great player. Yeah, you need that. You don't need a thirty-two-year-old. I think. No. I think Stevie J was a really good example of when it works, and yeah. he's sure like coming to GWS where there were a lot of young people, and yeah, yeah, still yeah. having and a lot of skills, that direction. And, and... But I just think it doesn't work for everyone. No, I could see Goddard being in a coaching role mm. in the next. He couple loves of years. to. He bloody loves, loves to, to boss. teach people what to do. Mm. Um, but I could see him in a coaching role in the next couple of years. Mm. I don't think he'll leave football. In any like mm. he'll he'll be in footy in, the in realm. some capacity. Yeah. He won't be that kind of like player that he was like, Well, that's part of my uh life done. Yeah. Let's close that book. No, I'm a real, a real estate yeah. agent. Um <laughs> not pointing sorry, Tomo. Hello, Tomo. Um He was presenting on T V, remember I was at the Giants game and and I saw him on the field in a suit and I was like, What the hell are yeah. you doing here? It's like what are you doing in fucking Sydney? So maybe he <laughs> Maybe, know, maybe he's doing a, doing a Phil Davis and t- and Tim Watson and angling for the media. Yeah. Put God, us could on you the imagine telly. him on the media? <laughs> he would just he's be the one cranky. that gets really fired up. Yeah, like Robbo. Exactly. He'd yeah. be the new Robbo. <laughs> um, another big thing that happened this week, lots of fines. Oh, I cannot believe. Massive. My God. So Tribunal was obviously in overdrive this week. Uh, there were 16 separate incidents racking up a huge $26,500 in fines. That is enormous. That is too many money. Is that like how much an AFL women's player gets paid? Probably. For an entire season? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> um. Yeah, probably. Shit. I'm going to look that up. Hodgie... Um, Hodgie had a spat about it, He was done for – that tackle was not even – I don't even think he should have been done for that, and clearly he doesn't either. And he was like, I hope it's going to charity and not back to the AFL. He was so (laughs) salty. (laughs) I loved it. Oh, dear. Um, But, yes, obviously Jed Lamb punched Marcus Bonjapelli in the back. My precious boy. Which seems – He has back issues. It seems like a coward move. I don't know. I don't care for that. Yeah, it's like don't just bloody you know punch someone when they like, yeah. absolutely can't see it because they don't have eyes in the back yeah, of their head. That's and that's clearly misconduct. You, you can't be doing that. Mm. Um, 
my friend, my very good best friend, Luke Parker from the Sydney Swans, mm. copped two separate fines. Two. <laughs> um, <laughs> rough conduct against Maddie Bunce, who is an absolute angel on this earth. I yes. know him. He's a lovely Do boy. Oh, yeah. Sweet angel. Um, and then careless contact with the umpire. Luke, yeah. keep your hands to yourself. I know. And it's like the those fines could total like $4,500 on their own. Yeah. If he like takes an early play, then it's back to 3K. But still, mm. like out of the whole like, you know, 26000 yeah. of fines. He was a good chunk of it. He was a solid chunk of that. Um, but he did cop an elbow to the dick. <laughs> From Nick Haynes from the Giants, who didn't get in trouble. There was a free kick, but he didn't get in trouble from the. <laughs> didn't get fined. He didn't get on report. They so. probably looked at him and were just like, "Yeah, fair cop." Yeah, you know what? He deserved that. Yeah, we applaud you, Nick Haynes. Thank you, Nick Haynes, <laughs> for uh, bringing Luke Parker down a level. And then we also had uh, Aaron Vandenberg uh, from striking Willie Rioli from West Coast. Mm. Guys, so a couple of strikes. Stop happening. punching each other. I thought we talked about this. Yeah, the um the Jed Lamb one was, or maybe it was Vandenberg. There was one of them where it was a punch in the stomach. Maybe it wasn't those two. I think it might have been someone else who like mm. got like a three thousand five hundred. Apparently, the Bond, one. our precious angel, punched Jed Lamb first in the stomach. Oh, which they don't show in the footage. Of course they don't, because <laughs> they're like he's an angel, but it's just coming back to that point of just stock punching yeah and that's yeah, exactly that's what they're looking to enforce obviously yeah, is exactly. that all of these strikes would get a week yeah um so there would be look what one two minimum well there would be like yeah so many people that would have a week off yeah and they would lose like miss out on the last week of, of the home and away yeah which so, maybe that's what needs to happen. I think it does personally, from my expert opinion. You go in, you go in with the uh, the hard love, yeah, and then they learn quick. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, uh, back on A for Women's T one players are paid up to will be paid twenty thousand dollars. So that's like the T one of the women's, yeah, um, and then T two is fourteen five hundred, and then rookies are eight five. So. The amount of <laughs> fines that were racked up this week is more than what the women are being pay- paid for an entire eight-week season or whatever it is. That's shocking. So this was a clip from On The Mark, I believe. Yeah. It was this really show beautiful. that I love because I love heartwarming stories. And it this entire show is dedicated to heartwarming backstories from yeah. players. It's great. Um, so Nerily Meadows interviewed... Dane Beams, who obviously stepped down from the captaincy of the Brisbane Lions earlier this year after the death of his father. And his brother, Clay, also plays for the team. Yeah. Um, And he kind of spoke out and was honest about the real reason he missed his landmark 150th game. Yeah. And became really transparent about his mental health and that he basically had a a breakdown and was crying in his hotel room and and couldn't physically play because of his mental health. And they put it down to he was unwell. Mm. But I think it's really good that he's like, no, it's not. I was unwell, but yeah, it wasn't it was I had a, a cold kind of or a unwell. gastro. Yeah, um, It's my mental health. And it's yeah. super important that people are honest about it because then it means other players can be and exactly. be cared for adequately. And I feel like that mental health stuff, like we've talked about it quite a lot mm. in, that, in the podcast over the last few weeks and – 
Um, it's something that seems to be a lot more, ex- not necessarily accepted yet, but like talked about a lot more mm. uh, within players. Like we had Aaron Francis, obviously, earlier this year, who took some time off to take care of his mental health. Yeah. Um, Tom Boyd. Tom Boyd, like heaps of boys um, that are stepping up and being like, yeah, I'm not coping. Mm. Um, and so Dane Beams has, has talked about the fact that he's now on medication. Um, yeah. So he's, he's treating his mental health. Uh, through medication and and things like that. And um, I think just, yeah, transparency definitely is key um, for the players and not only for the players but also for the future of the sport. Yeah. Um, Because we can't just keep, you know, thinking that these guys are indestructible. Yeah. And it's got a few kind of, I guess, related points. One being when you see people punching each other. Yeah. It's like maybe there's some anger management going on. Yeah, exactly. And so help from the club psychologist is going to help with things like depression Mm. that clearly um, he was feeling after losing his father. But other people feel a lot of pressure. Like I think with Tom Boyd, he was talking about how he was number one draft pick and then they won the final and then he felt all this you know, pressure and anxiety over that. Or things like anger management and how to deal with loss on the field and things like there's so much to it and I think it's only going to encourage players to seek out that help at the club yeah absolutely and I think even like just talking with Dusty Martin earlier um a a few weeks ago and he was saying that he felt a lot of pressure coming off Mm. you know winning the Mm -hmm. the Brownlow and the Norm Smith and and the um premiership yeah like you know there is a lot of pressure in there and it's you know it's not like the kids going out every Saturday morning to have a There's a lot riding on it. Yeah, absolutely. And after you've done celebrating, it's like, fuck, can I do that again in 2018? Mm. But he was saying he just had to treat it as, well, I probably can't, yeah. but I'm going to get out there and, yeah. and just Mind play you, for the team. he is apparently uh, leading the Brownlow at the moment. So he's kind of had a late resurgence. Yeah, he's just like, hello, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's me, Dustin Martin, best player in the AFL. Yeah. Um, also another important thing that I think players and like men in the public eye talking about this is that it makes other average Joe punters exactly. out there. It definitely has a knock on effect. Yeah. Um, more open maybe about, you know, if they watch that interview with Dane Beams, maybe yeah. they don't even play AFL and they're just walking past the TV and there's yeah. a man talking about his exactly. depression and grief and they go hang on I had all of that stuff too yeah, maybe exactly. I need to go and talk to someone yeah like even if one person watches that and then thinks okay I can I can get help then that is huge and I think it's that's why he yeah. he's done it um, yeah, both absolutely. for players and people in the industry but also just for any men and women mm, watching mm. so I think it's, it's kind of super like- brave and super important and I applaud him <laughs> we love you, Dane. I think it's really, yeah, it is really important to kind of normalise um, the fact that masculine, very masculine mm. macho mm-hmm. people have emotions. Yeah. And like, you know, you struggle with things and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so if there is, you know, you're feeling like you, the listener, are feeling like you need, you know, someone to talk to, there's, there's a lot of options out there. And I think a lot of it is... Um, looking out for each other too so if you're you're noticing that one of your friends is having a bit of a rough trot Mm. you know get around them and and have a chat with them and 
Yeah. And get them to, you know, see if they need to talk about some stuff. So yeah. Really important shit. Really important. There's heaps of resources like Lifeline, yeah. Beyond Blue. Yeah. Black Dog Institute's really good as well. Yeah. Just give them a Google. Yeah. Hit them up. Yeah. And even just going to your GP to talk as well is yeah. really helpful. It's always good. Alrighty. Oh, well, that was... Whew. It's good for the heart, that yep. one. Love it. All right, let's go into the third uh, where we're going to talk about um, some pre-game rituals because there's been some weird ones that I've, I've come yeah, across Yeah, this is fun. Days. I love this. We mm. have talked a little bit about weird rituals before mm. when we were talking to – we didn't ask Tomo about his, did we? Yeah. Did we? He said he doesn't really have any. I think he went and had coffee at the same place. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He has coffee. Uh, Dusty has his pair of socks, mm. his specific socks that he likes to use. Yeah, where he can't have, even if they're the same color or the same type of sock, they have to. They be have from to be the same, time. the exact same pair, Set. the same pair that the monogamous. His socks find a partner for life, which like is penguins. quite beautiful in a way. Oh. But he he can't not have that going on. Yeah, so he can't go out in a pet like one 2018 <laughs> sock and one 2016 yeah, sock. I love It'll it. throw him off his game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so here for that. Because um, I'm, I'm a woman of routine, ritual routine, yeah. and superstition. Yes. So I love it. Yes. You know, like Raphael and Adal with all these weird water bottles. Yes. Like, I love a bit of a sports superstition. Oh, they're so good. You know, there's players that touch like the um, the team logo every time when they yep. go out and things like that. It's come out that Harry Taylor um, has his uh, – Harry Taylor from – I think he's from Geelong. Yes, he yeah. is from Geelong. I was trying to, like, in my mind think of the colours. Yeah. Uh, Harry Taylor from Geelong has his wife's slow-cooked pork pasta, which is not a euphemism. Mm. Um, <laughs> he and has drinks, a pork. He has a bit of pork uh, before games and then drinks two litres of full cream milk every day, which makes me feel – Utterly unwell. Like also the combo of those two things. I don't know if he has them together, but it's like. But if he he drinks a lot of they're milk. all in his he stomach. Milk every day. It's too much. And that's really gross. Oh, that's disgusting. The pasta like, I can get around though. Yeah, pasta sounds good. Some carbs, I want and protein. A, I want Harry Taylor's wife to send me some pasta. Yeah, please. doll. If you're listening to balls up, because I know you're a huge <laughs> fan, please send us some slow cooked. Pork pasta. That sounds so good. Yeah. Maybe it's like a ragu. Yeah. Um, Scott Pendlebury previously oh, yeah. said that uh, – sorry, we're going to stop talking about pork pasta. <laughs> I really want pork pasta for lunch. I'm so hungry. Um, Scott Pendlebury previously said that he has two chicken rolls from the same place on Chapel Street for lunch before a game. And if he's flying, like if he, oh, yeah. if he's going away, he'll go and pick it up before he gets on the plane. Wow. Uh, and chicken. he says, and I quote, no tomato, no mayo, just salad and barbecue sauce. I can't deal with the chicken element. Chicken to me is so risky. If yeah, I'm right. going, if I'm going chicken on a trip or is anything, a risky meal. I don't eat chicken for like mm. a few days mm. because, especially from a like a takeaway. Yeah. Not to diss this Chapel Street institution, I'm sure their health code is up to scratch, but <laughs> it freaks me out. And the yeah. fact it's two, like I he's know. rolling like, the dice. Yeah. Pendles is like, you know what? Bring it on. Uh, he also makes uh, two days before game day. He makes spaghetti bolognese. Yum! And then has that for dinner. And then the night before, we'll have chicken risotto. Chicken. It's just a chicken boy. Pendles. Oh. He just likes to play that Russian roulette with his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> the game of chance with salmonella. Ooh. Um, the lions. Have you seen that? What they've been doing? They started doing it earlier this season. 
um, Hodgie talked about it a little bit on mm-hmm. uh, on TV not long ago about how they all stand in a circle and put their Guernseys on at the same time. The same exact time. It's so cute. Yeah. It kind of gets them in the same headspace and so they're all in the same uh, same spot. Yes, yes. Do you have a question? That I, I don't have a question. I have a GWS Giants pregame ritual. Yes. That came to my head. So if you watch their game, they all run out and they all touch the ground. Oh. Before they get to the, I think it's, no, it must be after they come through the banner because okay. they walk up to the banner with the little kids. So it must yes. be after that. Yes. But they, they all touch, touch the ground. ground. And we were looking at it and we were like, is that just to see what the what it feels like? What the conditions <laughs> are kind of thing? Let's have a little touch. And we asked Lee, my friend, the media Our manager, and he said one of them started doing it and then it became like a... Just a thing. Then they all had to do it. So they all run out and they touch the ground. That's so cute. Yeah, that's really weird. So then they had, to, they must have won when they did it. So yeah, now they do okay. it every so time. They're like, well, it's just our superstition. Yeah. So watch um, on Sunday. <laughs> You'll see them doing it. <laughs> um, Adam Cooney's previously had some crackers as well. He's so funny. Mm. I do love Coons. Um, he in his first couple of years of footy, he used to copy what someone else was doing. So Scott West used to have a cold shower at the ground before the game. And would shadow box in there <laughs> and make noises like a snake. That's so specific That's and weird. So weird. Um, he'd also drink uh, specific bottles of Gatorade. So I think he would have like two, uh, like of different colours. This a is different very Rafa and Adal. So it was like yeah. two, I think it was like two red or blue ones the day before with dinner. And then on game day would have a yellow one. That's so weird. Um, he also went uh, through a period where he'd have a Mars bar before every game. I love but that. But then he said, uh, I copied Brad Johnson because he used to do it for oh, a couple I love years. Jono. But that didn't ever work for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also used to wear the same pa- pair of bathers under his shorts and the same pair of tights. Oh, my God. Um, and if he couldn't find them oh when God. he was packing his bag, he would have a little freak out. There's so much to remember for him before every game. He's like, oh, shit, got to get know. me Mars bar. <laughs> got to get me Gatorade. Got to get me Nick Knox. <laughs> Sorry, my bathers. My knickknacks. That's so cute. That's funny. Um, and then <laughs> uh, in one last confession, he admitted he'd refrained from intimacy with his partner, Haley. So there was no love making 24 hours out. I used to cut off the day before the game. It was probably Haley's most satisfying 24 hours of the week. She used to get a little <laughs> bit of peace and she would be wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But apparently, um, yeah, because so his wife, um, Haley is, is playing women's AFL with Caroline Springs. So uh, not sure if she's yeah. t- picking up the same things. Imagine <laughs> if she's just like, sorry, doll, can't have a route. Yeah, no route for I'm 24 hours. <laughs> I'm playing a game in 24 hours. I love that. I'm here for that. <laughs> Get some it. sleep. It's so great. Do yeah, you have that's any? What it is. You've got to have some sleep, right? When you're going to watch Essendon play, do you have any weird? Because I bought my Giants shirt, which okay. is the San yeah, Francisco yeah, Giants. Yeah, the wrong Giants. I bought it in New York, um, which is not San Francisco. <laughs> no, I, it was a. I bought it in Brooklyn at a vintage store. I saw it. I liked it. I had no money left. And then I couldn't stop thinking about her. My friend and I were oh, only a few that. blocks away. Yeah. And I said, oh, Erin, can Erin listens to this podcast, incidentally. Hey, Even though she doesn't like AFL, she just misses me. Aww. She lives there. I said, Erin, I need to go back and get that shirt. And so I did. And I they don't win every time I wear it, but I wear it every That's game. That's very sweet. And I wear it like I put on the morning. Okay. And, and you wear it for the whole and day. And I wear it for the whole day. 
Um, well, I have my Joey Danaher shirt that mm. uh, our mate, our co-worker Cameron and I uh, made up and turned into shirts, which is the stupid, it's the stupidest thing in the world, <laughs> but I love it with all my heart. Um, so I usually wear, I've been wearing that this season, even though he's not playing. Um, and then I wear my beanie and my scarf that I've had since I was about 12. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the week when Orazio Fant- Fant- Fantasia, sorry, apologies. Is that when, how you actually pronounce you say it? it. Yeah, Fantasia. He, he, he clarified it last week. Oh, Fantasia. No. Um, so. BT's going to be. I know. So pissed. Um, the week when Razzie was out, we created a little <laughs> a little shrine in our house. Oh, wow. Underneath our TV. So we got his little player card and then we put two candles and an incense. <laughs> <laughs> it was our, like, <laughs> get well soon, Razzie. Oh, my God. Don't give me this <laughs> idea. So the Giants injured so much. My whole house would be, like, You're covered in. You burn some sage around their player cards. <laughs> so it's nothing too intense. I'll go and watch the game at the at at the pub if I can. Yeah. Unless it's we didn't do that for the Richmond game last last week. My right. housemate who also goes fast and we kind of like looked at each other on Friday morning. We're like, we're watching the game at home, right? And he's like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's um, fun at home sometimes. Yeah, it is. Oh, good. All right. Well, that's the end of that. I would love to. I want to keep that one updated. Yeah, I love the rituals. If we can just kind of collect rituals. Yeah, the weirder um, the better. Yeah, the weirder the better. So if you have any real weird ones, let us know uh, in Facebook comments, I guess. <laughs> Facebook comments because we'll put this story up. We'll put this up, yeah. Or um, you can go to iTunes and leave a review. Leave a review and tell t- us your yeah. weird ritual. Yep. I just want to know. I want to know. Yeah. We good. Okay. I think there's some crackers out there. See if you can beat Adam, Adam Cooney. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. So much to it. All right. Are you ready for our last round? I am ready. Last round of the uh, the home and away season. Uh, it's huge. It's coming in red hot on Friday night. Uh, let's co- go back for the fourth. Oh, my God. I almost dropped my phone. Don't drop your phone. I almost dropped my phone on my face doing that. All right. Another Friday night game for your boys. Three in a row. Three in a row. All Friday night games. Weird. Um, We've got Port versus Essendon at Adelaide Oval at 7.20. So this one's going to be a clincher for Port Adelaide. Essendon are done. They're just like, whatever. Mm. That's that's the end of their season last week, Mm. which is, it's fine. Um, But Port really need this one to duck back into the eight because they're ninth at the moment. Mm. Um. What a fall from grace they've had. I know. They were, what, top four? Yeah. Jesus. They were two I mean, very early on. They were two at one point. <laughs> so it's and like. that's what we've said all season. Like that top eight yeah. is very. Yeah. Don't get comfortable. Turbulent. No way. Yeah. Apart from Richmond, you can get. Oh, yeah. They can. In West Coast. Mm. Um, yes. I mean, it's pretty obvious who I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip Essendon. Tip them right to the end. I think. I think Port are done. Yeah. Dunzo. So's Port. Sorry, Pears. Uh, Saturday, one forty-five. we have Cats versus Suns at Cardinia. I'm going to go for the Cats because, I mean, it's just a Don't the Cats have a bit of a dream team. run home? Frio, Suns. It's like, fuck, why don't we just hmm. give them the premiership? <laughs> Here you go. Um, who are you going to go for? Caddies? Yeah, All I'll right. go for them. Uh, Tigers versus Doggies at the MCG at 2.10. With the way that the doggies have been playing, I mean, they're still going to get beaten, yes. I feel, mm-hmm. but I feel like they'll give them a red hot. 
Yeah, I reckon it might be a slightly spicy matchup. Yeah. They've been playing super I well. I think back for Tigers, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say that you're going to go for the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the Tigers. There's an interesting note, though, that I've written here. Yes. An interesting yes. note. So it's obviously the last round to be eligible for the – to kick goals that are eligible for oh, the Coleman. Oh, yeah, shit. So Jack Rewalt is currently leading on 60. So this is like we were talking to him about it on AFL three sixty. He's he's like, yep, I need to. He was kind of playing it down, but not because he's like, it is a nice thing to win. He's won it twice. Yeah. Um. Especially, I think it'd be nice for him to win it now at thirty. Like he's had a huge. I keep saying he's thirty. I he I think he's twenty nine. Still, it's that you know, (laughs) getting on time of like you know, there's all these young guns that. Richmond and he's there kicking like 10 goals in a game like he's still got it kind of thing yeah, so I really hope he wins how is that how is the uh the ladder looking for that for the Coleman um Ben well Ben Brown's ben Brown, t- behind yeah. him so that's the last was, game um, on the Sunday so Jack Rewalt is going to be watching with great like, interest <laughs> well I mean uh he's two behind him on... then there's Buddy Tom Hawkins and Luke Bruce that's okay, the top five okay. they're all like if someone kicks a huge bag, then they've got it. But basically. he could do it. Mm. He did end but up he might on, not what, even be playing. Oh yeah, true. Mm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he did end up on sixty nine last year to win it. So, uh, I'd like to see Jack Rewalt kick 10, 11. I think Richmond will be. I mean, they're just passing it to him. They're the, the minor time. premiers, so they're probably yeah. like they were at the Suns that game. Some fun. Yeah. Uh, over at Optus Stadium for 4.35 our time, it's Dockers versus Pies. Mm, magpies. <sighs> yeah, look, it's, it's just a smart tip this, this time, really. I feel like Frio just need to get this done and then they're going to focus on next year. Yes. I feel like they're already, <laughs> you know, starting to focus on next year. Yeah. That's just like, let's just get this over and done with. Chill out. <laughs> For like a week. <laughs> um, then we have Carlton versus Adelaide at Etihad. I think Adelaide might pick this one up. Yep. They've found it's a little bit easy. of found a little bit of form, late form. Mm, mm. Um, Looks like Tex is getting surgery this week. I feel is he? Well, he was suspended anyway. For yeah, he's suspended trying like... to kill my son, Josh Kelly. <laughs> which I'll never forgive him for. Oh, I so hope we have him on here one day. <laughs> um, and then the last game on Saturday is another 7.25 game. It's Sydney versus Hawks. Now this one's going to be spicy, spicy, spicy. It's fifth versus four. So it's the battle for the top four spot, right? Yeah. And so whoever wins this will be playing Richmond next week. Oh, in the next game. Yeah. They have a bye. Yes, in the next game, sorry. Oh, my God. Good luck to you, whoever you are. <laughs> well. <laughs> See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Um, ooh, I'm going to go for Sydney. I want the Hawks to win because I hate the Swans. Okay, cool. Well, look, this one where we're <laughs> head to head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, flicking over to Sunday and up to the Gabba, we have Lions versus West Coast. I'm going to go for West Coast here. Yep. Yep. I will tip West Coast, but let it be known I love the Brisbane Lions, I've decided. They're going to be your babies for the next couple of years. Yeah, they're one of my other teams that I follow with interest, I've yeah. decided. We're going to get just... you drunk and so you can buy some Brisbane merch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love their coach. He just re-signed. Okay. Yeah, he did. Um, There's a couple of coaches that have re-signed yeah, last week. Yeah, um, Chris Scott as well from yeah. Geelong. Yeah. Um. And I, he just seems like a good dude. And the culture there seems really good. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a very supportive kind yeah. of culture. And they have Hodgie, who's like a 
yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Anyway, but he's like the Goddard of their team. He is. He really he's is. But he's drunk. But he's like a legend. Yeah. More so yeah, he can yeah, kind yeah. of be that way. Kind of like Stevie I mean, J yeah. and Heath for us. Like they're in that they're excellent players with like storied pasts, so they can be spicy gronks. Spicy gronks. But I like I like Brisbane. So next year, I feel like they're going to be. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if this rings true for you. Next year or the year after, I reckon they've got more hope than Carlton to be like. Yes. Who yeah. and Carlton have got that whole the rebuild and all the young amazing players, but I think Brisbane have shown some really good form yeah. this season. Absolutely. Um, Three twenty at the MCG. There's Melbourne versus <laughs> GWS. So this is seventh versus sixth. This is. I feel like this is going to be a big matchup. It's a big game for both of you boys. I'm scared for my life. I'm going to go for GWS. Yay! So I, if in case you want to know my schedule, oh yes, please I'm, tell um, me the schedule for the weekend. I'm going to be in Shoal Bay on the weekend. Okay, which is like 40 minutes north of Newcastle. Yep. And so we have to fang it to Olympic Park where we're going to watch this game at a pub because then we're going to see Pink. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have time to like go home and watch it. All right. So mom. we're just doing it at the pub there, okay, and then well, we're just fine. going to see Pink. Yeah. What a day! Be, there'll probably be a few GWS supporters. Out yeah, there, I, I hope so. <laughs> I feel like GWS, GWS, and Pink go hand in hand. It's very like soul to the earth, Western Sydney vibes. It's very mum vibes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've I got free tickets, and my best friend loves Pink, so we're going. Oh, that's so cute. All right, and then the last game for the home and away season for 2018 mm-hmm. is St Kilda versus North Melbourne. I almost said North Adelaide then. <laughs> fucking weird. Um, North Melbourne at Etihad at 4.40 on Sunday. I am going to go for... Oh, God, I don't know. It's suddenly eerily silent in the office. Like it was really loud a it was second really ago. Loud and now it's just like dead. Has there been a fire drill and no one's bothered to save our lives? I mean, we probably would have heard the alarm. <laughs> a silent fire drill. And everyone's like, shh, just go outside. <laughs> they won't know. Are they um, going to like jump out and surprise us? <laughs> it's like a windy day. Uh, <laughs> and the kids just go nuts, but then they all just suddenly go silent. Um, but, 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 what do we have? I'm going for north. Yeah, it's 10th versus 16th. Because I feel like North, uh, Ben Brown, are we trying to kick? I was going to say, I just want Ben Brown to do good. <laughs> He's going to be doing his big kickies. Big kickies. So they'll be looking to hit the scoreboard. Yeah. I love how much like we're just not in contention for finals anymore. So as in, I'm just like, whatever, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, our friend Zach at the... um. Adelaide versus Giants game that he came along to. He was like, talked to me about that. He was like, I don't care anymore. Adelaide's out. I don't care about footy because someone goes, Oh, I wonder who's going to win. He goes, I don't care. We're like, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sore loser. Yeah. It's been a tough season for Adelaide fans. It's been a tough season for Adelaide (laughs) and Adelaide fans. Poor things. Um, All right. Mm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I will see you. We're going to have to do, we're going to do a buy round. What can we talk about in our buy round? Let's see if we can get someone in that isn't a finals player. We'll get someone on the phone that isn't going to be playing finals. Okay. We'll be talking to them straight after Mad Monday. 
Yeah. That's what we can talk about next week. Mad, Mad Monday. Monday. <laughs> My favourite time of the year. It's always good. And we can just do a finals preview. Yeah, we'll do a finals preview. Um, and there'll probably be some movement with players. and Yeah, there'll be they'll be. Like, talk. when are we going to find out about Tom Lynch? Oh, who fucking knows? Um, there'll definitely be some talk about drafts and uh, movement as well. Yep. Um, about who's going to be, you know, free listers and... And who's... Um, free agents and... Who's going to swap top draft picks for good players. Oh, my God. On the dad show the other night, Chris yes. Scott was like, you know, like you have to be open to trade anyone. Like if someone wanted Patty Dangerfield, you have to listen to their offer. And I was like, Excuse oh, my me? God. He was, he was just using him as an example. He's like, <laughs> he's like, like I mean, it'd have to be like Dustin Martin wants to come to Geelong for us to consider. Like it yeah, has to be that kind of level. big shift. But he's like, anyone's tradable. And I was like, this is hysterical. <laughs> Actually didn't go to check. But Paddy's quite funny on Twitter, and I was thinking he'd probably tweet a coach's <laughs> a coach's tradable too. <laughs> this was such a Can oh my we god! Trade you for the other Scott brother. <laughs> no, it was such a funny thing to say. That's a pretty fair trade. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, just a little good. zesty right. aside. Well, have yourself a bloody fab weekend, mate. Yeah, um, go Giants. Get into those orange slices at at, uh, at pink. At pink. <laughs> I'm coming up, so you better get the party started. Oh, my God. All right. Get out of here, you.